we believe in GKD that memorizing scripture is of utmost importance. And the reason why is it directs our lives. And so these kiddos need to have God's word implanted in their heads and their hearts so that when they're out living their life, they know how to live it best to glorify God. So that's one of our eight discipleship goals here at Grace. And one way we do that is we work on remember verses together. So last week, we introduced our new remember verse, and we call it that, again, because you're supposed to remember it, right? We memorize it and then remember it. So are you guys ready? We are going to practice this together because it's super important. So today the verse from the Bible is from Deuteronomy. Did somebody it's say Bible? Yes. I love the Bible. Oh. What are we talking about here? The Old Testament? The New Testament? Hebrews? Greek? Aramaic? Oh boy. <laughs> Did you know that the Bible is the number one best-selling book ever? You know, I have heard yes. that actually, and I'm so glad you love the Bible. I love the Bible yes. too, um, Mr. Oh, no need for Mr. I'm Bible Baxter, expert extraordinaire of the word. Um, which, which word? There's a lot in the human language, so. Which word? Yeah. The word, God's word, oh, the holy oh. book. Okay, okay, you're an expert in the Bible. Okay, that's actually perfect because we were just about to teach the kids the remember verse and you could stick around and kids, help us. Kids? Yeah. Well, actually, I don't know if kids can learn the Bible. I mean, what kids do you know that own a concordance? a Bible dictionary, or a Greek lexicon. I mean, you don't need all of that to memorize the scripture. We'll, no, you don't need all that to memorize the scripture. We'll show you. Why don't you stick around? You can help us, okay, right? He can help us out. Okay, our remember verse today is from Deuteronomy ah, 7. Ah, Deuteronomy. <laughs> ah, Deuteronomy is from the Pentateuch. Yeah. That's the first five books of the Old Testament. That's otherwise true. Otherwise known as the five books of Moses. Yes, that was yeah. very informative. Yeah. Thank you, Bible Baxter. All right, so teaching our remember verse, we're all going to say it together. Are we ready? Okay, here we go. Know therefore, say it with me. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. Well, he, okay. actually... Did you know that Lord is only one name of God? Mm -hmm. There's Abba, oh, Yahweh, yeah. Elohim, Adonai, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Jireh. You are not. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah. I really love that song too, but we'll pause there. That was a lot of the names of God, and there are so many. Um, but let's get back to the remember verse. If you need help, it's, it's right there. You could take a peek. Yeah. All right. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God. Well, he actually, yes. did you know that God demonstrated his faithfulness with the Israelites over and over and over again? Yeah, he did. There was that story about Moses leading the people out of Egypt mm -hmm. and God watched over them and performed many miracles. Do you know this, the, the one about the Red Sea? <laughs> I do know that one. That was a good one. There were so many miracles right then leading them out of Egypt and throughout the Bible, right? And what's even more cool is that God is still at work in our lives today doing miracles even in my own life. I mean, that's so amazing. But let's get back to our remember verse. Are you ready? Me? Yeah. Ready? 
Yeah, <laughs> of course I'm ready. You're the one who keeps babbling on and on. Okay, right. So let's get back to the remember verse. Say it with me, everybody. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations. Well, of actually, yes. which covenant are we talking about? There's so many in the Bible. God had one with uh, with Moses, mm-hmm. with Noah, with Abraham, with David, yeah. and there's, of course, obviously the new covenant. Did you know that the Hebrew word for covenant is berit? I didn't know that. I'm actually no Hebrew expert. What? Seriously? Yeah. It's like we let anyone read the Bible these days. It's kind of the point, but okay. <laughs> Let's get back to our remember verse. Here we go all together. Now, I think probably you know it by now. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. Well, Do you... Actually... Which commandments are we talking about? Are you talking about the Ten Commandments? Or the greatest commandment, which which says, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Or are we talking about the Ten Commandments, which are found in the Old Testament in the book of Exodus? There are ten of them. So, you ready? All right. You shall have no other gods before me. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Okay, hey. As much as I would love to hear you quote all Ten Commandments right now, to show off your skills. I think we're going to pause there and get back to the rememberers because we were so close to finishing. We've got to complete this thing, right? Okay, I'm sure we all have it memorized by now, so let's say it together one more time. Know, therefore, that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, Mm -hmm. keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. Deuteronomy 7, 9. Well, actually, (laughs) precisely. What I was going to say is the division of the Bible into chapters and verses has received uh, criticism from modern scholars and even traditionalists. That's true. The Bible I read oh boy. Yeah. is closest to its original form. So the scrolls. <laughs> no. I would never take those out of the glass cases. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Bible Baxter. Hey. So, so we finished it. Mm, yep, we did. Can we sing my favorite song? Oh, you want to sing with us? Okay, yeah. What do you want to sing? <clears throat> the B-I-B-L-E. <laughs> yes, that's the book for me. The Bible is the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. Bible! Woo! Whoa, wait, wait. I said we sing together. Right. No oh. one sang with me. Do you want them to sing with you? Yeah. Oh. Can we try it again? Guys, can you sing this song right. with us? All right, here we go. <clears throat> the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. The Bible is the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. Bible! Nice. Hey, good job, everybody. Now you have a song to take home with you. Bible Baxter, thank you for being here and teaching us stuff. Uh, we appreciate it. Well, until <laughs> we'll next see time. See you next time. <laughs> I got to get back to reading my Bible. It's been too long. Oh, it's, yeah, been about five oh. minutes. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> you better get out of here, buddy. <laughs>
Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, kiddos. He really knew a ton about the Bible, right? Like, knew so much about it. But here is what I'm wondering. Do you think Bible Baxter actually applies any of what the word says? Or does he just have a lot of knowledge? So can you guys remind me the next time we see Bible Baxter, we got to ask him, right? Do you just know a lot about the Bible? Or do you actually apply it to your life? Because we got to take a moment and recognize that, yes, we need to know what the word of God says, right? Because it guides our lives. But it's even more vital that we apply it to our lives. Just knowing it is not enough. Didn't Satan quote scripture at Jesus when he was tempting him? Knowing the word of God is not enough. Applying it to our lives is necessary for living like Christ. Before we get going into the actual lesson, as you can tell, we do a whole lot in Kiss Church that points to one theme, but it's fun and keeps us busy. So you get to actually talk to your neighbor here for a second and with our connect question. The connect question is, what's the biggest body of water that you've ever been in, and then how far out did you go? So that's the question. Talk with your neighbor or turn around, find someone to talk about this question with All right, hopefully you're hearing some good stories out there. Any good stories? <laughs> All right, maybe it's a puddle that you've been in, maybe a pond, a lake, the ocean. I'll share with you real quick a story uh, about my experience in a big body of water. Uh, we were on vacation one time, and I was swimming in the ocean with my son, Ben, and he's a decent swimmer. He knows how to swim, so that was cool. We had those like goggles and snorkels and stuff, and we were swimming, and we kind of were definitely getting out a little bit further than I was comfortable with. <laughs> um, and one of us, I can't remember who it was, but lost our goggles and our snorkel, and so, were, so I'm like, oh, man, we're going to have to pay for that. So I'm like trying to <laughs> find it and everything. But as I'm doing that, I'm not really paying attention, and so we're getting a little further out and further out. And so then I'm kind of like freaking out a little, and I'm sure it's showing on my face because the lifeguard's like, you guys okay out there? And I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm just looking for goggles. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. We might die out here. I was getting really, really nervous. And so Ben was like, Mom, I can't find it. What do we do? And I'm like, you know what, buddy? We're just going to sacrifice the goggles. We're going to go back. <laughs> Didn't want him to know I was afraid, but I was really afraid. <laughs> and so uh, we headed back to shore, and we were fine. We made it, clearly. I'm here. He's in college. We're good. Uh, but that is scary <laughs> to be out in the ocean and, like, go too deep. Has anyone else done that? Am I the only one? Oh, good. Okay. Phew, I'm not the only one. <laughs> nice. So we chatted about water today for our Connect question. What do you guys think our story from the Bible might be? We're talking about water. It's okay to yell out. In Kids Church, we encourage interaction. So you can yell out. What's some guesses, our Bible story? What do we think it might be about? You were here the first service. What do we think? It might be Noah. That's right. I think I heard Jonah over there. Those are good guesses. So Aiden. Oh, Jesus walking on the water. That's another great guess. Thank you very much. What do you got, girl? You forgot. That's okay. All right. Someone guessed right. I think it was Aiden. Good job, buddy. We are going to talk today about Noah. 
So every September, we start right back at the beginning of the Bible. We go to Genesis, and then we work our way from September all the way to August, and we get through the whole Bible, Genesis to Revelation. Now, obviously, you can't hit every single story in one year. So in the time of three years, your kiddos are going to hear essentially every single story from the Bible. And the cool thing that we love to teach your kids is that they're not just, you can't just pick a story out, right, and like tell it and learn about it. They all connect. The Bible is God's big story, right? And so every single story connects to each other, and God is always the hero. He's always the main attraction of each story. And so that's something we love to teach them. It's very important that they understand, right? These aren't just fun little stories about heroes, This is God at work in people's lives. So last week we started at the beginning, Adam and Eve, and we learned that they were in perfect relationship with God, and then sin entered the world, right? They chose to disobey, and things were not so great. And God told them, don't worry. I'm going to come up with a rescue plan that is perfect. I have a redeemer that I am going to send to you to fix all of this. Good news, right? Okay, so here we are today, we're like 10 generations later at Noah. And God says this thing in scripture that's a little like, oh, yikes, right? He looks down at the earth and he sees how evil it had become. And he was like, man, this is not good. I, I'm just going to wipe it out. I'm going to wipe out humanity because it is just so evil. That's a somber moment in scripture. But then he does see one man who was righteous, who lived for God, who loved God, and that was Noah. And he said, you know what? I'm going to spare Noah and his family because I keep my word. And I said, I'm going to send a redeemer. And so from Noah's family would come our redeemer someday, which is who was Oh, come on, adults. Who's our redeemer? Okay, okay, there it is. Kids, they got it. Don't worry. So God had his plan, right? He was going to wipe out everything, but he saves Noah because he made a promise. He made a promise to redeem our world, and that's our ponder point for today. That's the point we want you to take home today, so we might say it again and again, that God keeps his word. What he says, he does for the good and the bad, right? Because we're about to find out in our story, he does flood the world. (laughs) And it's pretty intense. So let's get right into that. Noah is told by God to build something. What was he told to build, guys? What was it? Yell it out. Yes, a boat or an ark. Very good. And God gave him very specific instructions, almost like blueprints. Right? He was kind of like, here you go, Noah. This is exactly what you need to do. This is how you need to build it. And so Noah does. Now, did everyone, like, support him and, like, come and give him money to help him or, or lend a hand to help build it? No. no, they totally didn't. They actually made fun of him. They're like, what is this crazy guy doing? I don't know what he's doing building this huge boat. This is, this is nuts, right? They did not understand what he was doing. But he had been told by God to do it, so he was doing it. Yep, he was doing it. So the ark had many rooms, you know, three different decks, a window-like opening under the roof, and a door leading inside. That's what the ark looked like. 
And once Noah uh, finished it, God called two of every animal as well as seven pairs of clean animals that they would use to sacrifice to God, to worship him. They called them and they loaded on up. And this is a moment I want to pause here and show you something from scripture because I'm sure a lot of you have read this story before in Genesis, but maybe you didn't necessarily notice this. I love how God points things out each time we read the word, right? Little extras. They loaded up. He calls them all. They get in there. And it's actually a week later that the storm comes. They were chilling in that boat for seven days. No rain yet. Imagine that, guys. So not only did people already think he's crazy for building this ark, now he's holed up in a, in a huge boat with all his stinky animals for seven days. I am sure people are thinking he is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, right? I mean, just out of his mind. Let's pause for a second and think about that in our own lives. Are there times where God has told you to do something and others around you are looking at you like you lost your mind? That is not a comfortable place to be. So why on earth did Noah do it? Why did Noah do that? There it is. Right from the mouth of a little nine-year-old. Eight-year-old. Eight Sorry, Aiden. I gave you an extra year, though. That's like, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> He said because he wanted to obey God. Yes. Isn't that so simple? But so hard sometimes and so vital to our lives. Obey God. Do what he tells you to do even if no one else is. Seven days later, God sends the biggest rainstorm ever, right? It is crazy. It starts raining. It's going nuts. The water, yep, there it is. I knew it was coming. <laughs> it was the biggest rainstorm ever, and the water starts covering the earth, and everything is wiped away. The only thing that's saved are what's in the ark. Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wives, and of course the animals right? Everything wiped out. Well, five months later, after floating on all this water, God sends a big wind. You kids want to help me with that? Ooh, that was good. I felt it from up here. Good job. He sends a big wind, and everything starts to calm. The rain stops. Good job. The rain stops. It starts to dry up. It takes a while, right? We know that Noah sends some birds out. He does his thing till finally they're able to go out of the ark. And the first thing that Noah does is worship God. He builds an altar, he sacrifices, and he says, God keeps his word. We're alive, we're okay. Nobody else is here on this earth but us because God said he would save us and keep us safe and secure during it all, and he did. So amazing. We know that God always keeps his word because the Bible is full of moments that are bleak like that, but he always comes through 
even if his plan doesn't look like the way we would plan it, he always provides with just the right thing. Something that we find very important in Kids Church is to not just teach our kids about God or the Bible, but to have them experience God. Because you know, a lifelong faith is built on something that they own. It's not gonna be built on stories from Pastor Julie. It's not even gonna be built on stories that you read to them at home from the Bible. It's built on them hearing from God themselves and learning to wait on him and listen for him. And I think I said this earlier, there's no age that a kid has to be in order to hear from God. And so what we do at the end of a teaching time like this, we just heard truth from God's word. And so what we do is we respond. We go, well, now what? You gotta do something with that truth that God keeps his word. And so I'm gonna invite you, just like we do with the kiddos, to respond to us today, to respond to Christ today. And so sometimes we use a little bit of symbolism, right? And so we ask the kids to hold their hands open like this, like they're ready to receive something. Now, I'm not gonna come down and put anything in your hands, but it's a symbol to God that you're ready to receive whatever it is that he wants to give you right now. Because each of us are at a different point in life. We're at a different point in our spiritual lives too. And he knows what you need. I love that the Holy Spirit speaks to each of us individually. Because he created you, he knows you, and he loves you desperately. So if you're willing to sit in a posture of receiving with your hands open, we're going to read his word because that's one way we can respond to him is by listening to truth. Deuteronomy 31.8 says, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you or abandon you. Jeremiah 31.3, I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love. With unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. Philippians 1.6, and I am certain that God who began a good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ returns. And lastly, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. Aren't those promises from his word so beautiful? Maybe your heart needed that today to just be reminded he started something in you and he's going to finish it. When you got saved, when you asked Jesus into your life, that old way of living is gone. You made a decision to be a new creation. Allow him to transform your life by continuing to surrender to your Savior. So in kids' church, we like to get them up and moving, right? Because <laughs> that's important. <laughs> 
So often what we do is we have them come to the altar. One, to pray. Two, maybe to just sit and wait on God. And three, sometimes to write something or read something. And so we have those four scriptures that are going to be spread out across the front. And if one of those really spoke to you today, we invite you to come up and grab it and take it home and put it up somewhere where you're going to see it all the time. And hopefully you're repeating it to yourself again and again and you memorize it and have it in your head and heart whenever you need it. Maybe there's just something you want to pray with someone about. Something's going on in your life and you're like, man, I just... I just want to take a moment and talk to God about it. We're up here. I'll be up here and my team's up here to pray with you. But right now, we're inviting you to respond even more, to move. It's okay to move and come up here and get a piece of paper or pray with someone. And then uh, I'll close this out in a few minutes with our blessing.
So as you're continuing to respond, you can read over the scripture, pray, listen, talk with God for a moment. I remind the kids all the time, you don't need to hear my voice. <laughs> you need to hear God's voice. And so I'm gonna, I know it's uncomfortable for adults sometimes, but I'm going to give you about one more minute of quiet to just listen. This is a spiritual discipline that's very important. And so we try to teach our kiddos at a young age, pray absolutely, talk to God all you want, but then shh and just listen. Father, we thank you today that you keep your word, that we can trust you. Your word tells us to trust in you with all our hearts, to not trust in our own understanding, but to give you our ways, to acknowledge you in the ways that we're going, and you'll direct us. So, Father, I pray that today for all of us that we would acknowledge you and that you would direct us very clearly. Father, there are those that need comfort today and peace because of the things that they're facing in their life. And so, Holy Spirit, I pray now that you would fill them up with your peace that passes understanding. Father, there are those who need comfort because they're lonely. So I pray that you would wrap them up in your love. And there are those who are battling fear. And so I pray for them that you would help them to sense your love in a new way because your word says that your perfect love casts out fear. We're going to stand on that truth today, God, about your love about the way that you provide for your children. We thank you for who you are in our lives. May we be a blessing to you the way that you bless us. In Jesus' name, amen. There's one part of the story that we left out, wasn't there? What's that beautiful thing that God gave us to remind us of his covenant with Noah? What is it? You can see it arched across the sky. What is it? Yeah, a rainbow. Isn't that awesome? God gave this gorgeous reminder that he would never destroy our world again with water. And he hasn't, has he? He keeps his word, doesn't he? That's right. God keeps his word. And so every time you see a rainbow, I hope that you remember the truth of what God said that day to Noah, but that it still applies for you today.
I love that about God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Something that we teach our kiddos about Jewish culture is that they were very oral traditioned um, culture. And so they were taught by God back in Deuteronomy, teach your children what I have done so that they can understand it and they can tell their children and their children and their children. That's how they pass down their faith. I think unfortunately sometimes we've gotten away from that. So parents, because I have the mic, (laughs) I'm gonna encourage you for a moment and challenge you maybe. It's okay to share your failures with your kids because really it's not about you. It's about God Almighty who rescued you and who transformed you to be the new creation you are. So pass on those stories. Tell your children about the ways that God has shown up in your life. Make it real and tangible and practical so that they can see it. Hey, we didn't have money to buy groceries and then groceries showed up at our door because God spoke to someone else and brought it to us, right? Our God does those things. So share that with your kids, please. Another beautiful part about Jewish culture is blessings. They would speak a blessing over their children and over each other. And so kiddos, I'm gonna invite you up to the front and stand right in front of me because I'm gonna bless you. God, right so I can see you. Beautiful, thank you. So we teach the kiddos this. We've talked about hands out sometimes to receive. We've talked about holding our hearts. So today, I'm gonna have you hold your hands out. Yep. Get ready for your blessing. Here you go, perfect, get ready. Here we go. Psalm 105.8 says this. God always stands by his covenant the commitment he made to a thousand generations. That's a long time, isn't it? So what he said to Noah all those years ago, does it apply to you guys? Yeah. God's promise still applies to you guys. All right. We read our scripture. Now we're ready for our blessing. May you trust that God will always keep his promises to you. May you know that he will always take care of you and never, ever leave you. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, I think so too. Adults, that blessing goes for you as well, not just the children. And we're going to keep them up here and invite anyone else in the room that is um, maybe a high school student, a college student, a teacher, a principal, a bus driver, whoever you are in this room, if you are connected to school, we'd like to invite you up here because Pastor Doug's going to come and pray a blessing over you for this new school year. And so come now. Yep, I see some adults standing. There you go. Come on forward. I know, new bus driver there. Come on. We want you up here at the altar to receive the blessing from Pastor Doug. Thank you, Pastor Julie. What an awesome sight. We have everybody from preschool to graduate students, learners, 
you have the unique, I use the term unique, you have the unique experience of the last year, coming year of, of being educated in some of the most unique circumstances that we've ever seen in our world. There's aspects of your lives, especially those of you who are very strong in your Christian faith that you know are being challenged in the classrooms. And what I'm asking God for for you today is that God would give you a spiritual backbone, the courage of the Holy Spirit, to be able to stand on the truth and that you would be able to boldly proclaim what you know of God and that your children would be able to repeat what they hear of you and say, these are the values that my family stands on and they're the values that come from our Creator. I'm going to ask that you would stand with me, please, and if you would just symbolically stretch out your hand as you pray your blessing upon all of these who not only are students, but also involved in our students and make decisions as it relates to them today. Father, as I, I look over this group of students, teachers, homeschool parents, those that are involved in the lives of students and administration, teachers, oh God, we recognize that today we live in a day and age that desperately needs them to be light in a dark world. As Pastor Julie so profoundly declared today, our children do not represent the church of the future. They are vital parts of the church of today. And their lives are unbelievably bright, representing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, some of these kids I've had the privilege of dedicating. And when I prayed that prayer of dedication, when you knit them and brought them to being, we prayed that you would protect them mentally physically, and spiritually. I ask that same protection over every one of these students and every administrator, teacher, parent, oh God, protect us as we stand for the truth. For the truth, Lord. Protect their hearts and minds and only let in those things which will be a benefit to them. Filter those things which should not be there out, I pray. And I pray that this coming school year would be one that would be memorable in phenomenal ways as they see the Lord walk with them. And we pray your blessing over them. In Jesus' name, amen.